0: Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And it's great to be with you today. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And we bring you this uh, Church Solutions Podcast every week almost, unless one of us is on vacation or sick or or broken down or or broken down somewhere on the side of the road which is what i was on my little vacation my vacation uh, turned out really well for my wife and for my son but i end up staying home
1: (laughs) yes you can explain that mystery real quick
0: (laughs) i blew a head gasket on my 2000 ford excursion pulling my jeep i have a jeep i have a hobby that's uh, extreme rock crawling it's i mean it's not extreme compared to what it is now years ago it was but i have big tires and big axles on my jeep i have a jeep scrambler and uh, if i want to go somewhere to do off-roading i have to pull it on a trailer because it's geared down and driving it to colorado is just you know it'd be like uh, the, the wagon trains would take me you know a year <laughs> a month, to get huh? there you know so i pull it everywhere and we packed up to go to colorado and uh, got, got about 45 miles down the road here to Benson, Arizona, and uh, apparently blew a head gasket and uh, had to limp back to Tucson. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I ended up buying yeah. my wife a new car. It's a long story about I bought her a new car because she was actually driving the Ford Excursion to work every day. And then my son ended up going down to Mexico with his friends. And Phil stayed home. Trying to figure out how to pay for everything how to pay for everything, so <laughs> that was my vacation. Well, uh, we are a company called JSL Solutions, and we uh, help churches use technology and we 'll talk about streaming video later if we have time or mobile apps, which is what we produce as well as church management systems. But
1: today we're going to talk about technology, right? Yes, we're talking six ways to create a culture of innovation in your church. So
0: when we talk about a culture of innovation, what we're talking about, I don't know about you, but we're all busy people out there, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably involved in ministry either as a leader, a pastor, or at least a busy volunteer. And it is very difficult to, because you're chasing your tail, doing all these other things with your church and your family and your kids and maybe your hobby. You know, it's, it's hard sometimes to really, get, to really get innovative, to really take time out to say, hey, how can we improve what we're doing at our church or, or even our business maybe? How can we really, you know, get more on the cutting edge and use technology? What can we do to innovate? And it's hard to do that when you're busy.
1: You know, when you're doing your usual day to day things. And if you don't have the right culture within your church, within your staff, then actually innovation is, could be um, is not encouraged. It's actually discouraged. Well, you get busy and, and, and just so many little things to do. So,
0: and that's, you just touched on the key here. The key to doing this is to the, is the create a culture Our, of, of innovation. Yes. It's got to be a culture. It's, it's got to be, you know, we hear today in, a, in the United States of America about, you know, we need to change things. We need to do this. And part of the reason we have a hard time changing our culture in the United States is because it's been our culture for years and years. And, and you have to, if you want to make a change, you've got to change the culture. Uh, whether it's race relations, gun control, whatever the the situation is. So it's the same way in the church. If you want to innovate, you've got to create a culture that will lend itself
1: to that creativity. Chuck Colson off, off had said that you can't change the culture through politics, that you've got to, it's, it's, Politics is downstream of culture. That's you right. You change the culture, and then you'll change your politics. I agree. Anyway, yeah. we are getting into how to set up or how to establish a culture of innovation. So we've got so six, yeah. six keys to that. Yeah,
0: let's jump into this. Um, creativity really matters. I believe in ministry; it really matters. Uh, we 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 have a creative God. Most people would would agree he's creative, uh, and it only makes sense that we serve God with our creativity. And that's part of the reason why churches never seem to go forward in life because they're still stuck in 1965 or whatever the deal is. So how do you develop a culture of innovation? In your church. So number one, you need a theology of innovation. A theology of innovation. So what we mean by that is, again, we mentioned God's creative. And I believe that all of us are wired, at least to some degree, to be creative. At least to some degree. There are
1: more creative people than others. I'll give you Uh, that. And uh, as our our notes point out, they talk about how children are—all children are all creative. And they are very creative at a young age. And as they get— Uh, as they mature and grow, some of that creativity gets driven out of them.
0: Well, I think it does because we have these programs that, that don't always lend themselves to being creative. And so, you know, we teach kids the color between the lines and all this <laughs> stuff. And, you know, there's, there's a purpose for, for that. But there's a purpose to, to, cult, to, to really enhance creativity and innovation. And so uh, we believe that everybody's got at least a spark of that.
1: Yes. In, inside of them. And God is naturally creative. He right. created the universe. And, right. Yeah. All in it. So we need a theology of innovation. So we need to create that in
0: our own lives. We need to say, you know what? I, I can be creative at least to some degree. And then we need to foster that. So the second point is the atmosphere. We need to create a creative atmosphere. There's We've got to put that. We've got to create some kind of a, a place a room, so to speak, if you want to use right. it figurati- figuratively or literally, where you can really sit down and and create that environment so that you can,
1: yeah, think forward. This reminds me of there was um, early days in uh, with MyFlock.com. com, the company was actually purchased by another company, and we uh, we toured their facility and they had a you know their creative people were in a separate area. And you went into the creative people area, uh, mm. and they had uh, balloons and just toys and a bunch of just crazy stuff all in the office there. It was right. all geared towards fostering creativity. So as they looked around their atmosphere, they, uh-huh. they were inspired by uh, just kind of random, playful, um, creative kind of things all over the place. That's interesting.
0: Did Raytheon have anything like that
1: Raytheon come to think of it um, we actually had Raytheon 's big aerospace company here that I spent many years with, and we would hire consultants to come in and work with the engineers on creativity. And we actually got some really good um, instruction from these consultants on how to innovate and create and be creative and there were some exercises this is one that it can pass on to the churches as well. As hmm. you have a, a problem you want to solve, is you, what, what they would do is they would say, okay, we got a team of, you know, four or six of us. Um, We're going to role play a solution. And the way that would be would be say, well, Phil, you are now um, Elvis Presley. So you need to come with Elvis's thoughts on how to solve this problem. <laughs> and, you know Mary over here is uh, Shirley Temple or something, and they would they would assign different characters and and you over here you're a you're a wild bear. It's you know how would a wild bear and so <laughs> what it That's tended funny. to do it got people out out of the rut that right. people are naturally in sure. and started thinking and as they heard you know what Elvis Presley, how he would solve the problem, that spurred other and they set up basically rules of engagement and yeah. kind of brainstorming rules. So, interesting. Anyway.
0: that's
1: that's very interesting.
0: Well, you you never I don't I've never heard of a church doing that. You, you're talking about Raytheon. Yeah, but any
1: organization can do that. Yeah, exactly. You could have the staff say, "Hey, yeah. where attendance has gone down for the summer, what? Uh, yeah. How do we solve this problem?" Yeah. Elvis, what do you think? Um, <laughs> you know, bear in the woods, what do you think? <laughs>
0: that's interesting. That is that that's fascinating. That's something we should try. I, I know that uh, my leadership team, my church, we have retreats. And we try to have a retreat in a different environment mm-hmm. and instead of just having it around a board table. you know. And in fact, uh, uh, there's a famous pastor out there uh, who talks about uh, they don't – he never uses a boardroom or any, even a boardroom-style table. Uh, they have recliners. And uh, he says, I don't – he goes, when I get totally prone in a prone position, that's where I can be the most creative and I can discover what God – wants us to do. And I think that's interesting. So changing the environment, creating a creative environment will lead to innovation. Yeah. So whatever it is you have to do at your church or in your business, whatever it might be, try it and try doing some Elvis, you know, and Elvis impersonation yeah. maybe.
1: And or if you just Google uh, you know brainstorming techniques or innovation yeah. uh, tips, there's Yeah. There's there's several people that have written yeah. that have successfully done interesting. it. Interesting.
0: All right. Well, the third point here, uh, when we talk about creating a a culture of innovation, uh, is, and you kind of touched on this with your, your, what you mentioned earlier, and that is you've got to stay playful. So playfulness stimulates creativity. Uh, and, and I think that's true because when you get people laughing, when you get people having fun, uh, scientifically, they say the endorphins, begin to flow mm-hmm. and get going and so the the creativity begins to flow and, and I know that when I'm under pressure or I'm in a stressful situation I don't I don't creativity doesn't come out of me when I'm in a bad right or an anxiety related deal I, I don't get creative <laughs> but if I'm in a more relaxed playful environment that's
1: where you can stimulate some creativity and innovation yeah this there's there's another technique that kind of ties into the playful business. so if you're trying to be creative and solve a problem or do something new, uh, there's what they call the wild, wilder, and wildest uh, approach.
0: Wild, wilder, and wildest. Yes, okay, tell us about it. so
1: the way that works is peop you know people are around and go, well, we you know our summer attendance is dropping down, um, somebody may suggests that what if we had um, movies at church or something like that that would be maybe a wild right. and then you're supposed to take that particular idea and try to make it wilder okay. and then once you made it you know wilder says well let's, rather than movies let's have church at the drive in this next Sunday and then okay. the then you just take go to the wildest, which is you know really an extreme idea that would say um you know we'll launch a bunch of hot air balloons and watch the movie from the just some crazy so you basically you get these ideas out there in a a group of people that will stimulate other thoughts. He said, "Well, maybe we can't get a bunch of hot air balloons to yeah. take our congregation up in, but what if we, you know, we could do X?" And so well, if we it use just drones or something. It, yeah, there yeah. you go. There we you go. we can have some drones that will fly around, and it just it it stimulates some other yeah. thoughts right. that become more realistic. So you, yeah. the idea is, you take a an idea, you make it wild, you make it wilder, and you make it just wildest. Wow! And explore those. So that's and good. that's yeah. kind of consistently with. Consistent with being playful. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think so. And, I, you know, we tend to take things so seriously in life. And as you know, I had a heart-related problem back in January. And I'm really trying hard to to really uh, be more present and, and not take life so seriously. I mean, you know, you've got to be serious in things. I'm not saying that. But you've got to be playful. And you can't let things bug you, uh, you know, because, hey, you know, it's in the, in the big scheme of life. You know, Head baskets with, or nothing. Huh? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> the problem with your engine blowing up is, is it's, it's stressful, but it's nothing compared to, you know, your heart blowing up. So I, I guess, uh, being playful, staying playful, it does stimulate creativity. And it's something you might want to consider if you're leading your church or involved in leading a staff or involved in, in, in some kind of a business or something where you can create some environment to be innovative. All right, let's move on. So number four, you need the freedom to fail. All right, so most people know this. We It's been talked about a lot, but innovation means not uh, being afraid to fail. So there's no such thing, obviously, as, as uh, you know, everybody's going to make a mistake. I mean— y- You never, you're never, somebody said one time, you're never a failure until you stop trying. And so there's going to be issues where, you know, things happen and and, and you're not always going to be successful, but uh, you've got to have the freedom.
1: I think this is one of the bigger issues in the church today because the church is very afraid of failing or messing up or making a mistake. Right. And so they go to great extremes to avoid any kind of failure. Yep. And so what that does is just completely stifle um, creativity within the church. And and I mean I've I've seen it. And and if you're not if you don't have any bunch, if you don't have a list of failures that you can point to within your church, then right. you aren't you aren't trying anything. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Um, and I remember I used to work with uh, your senior pastor, and I remember him um, telling us one time we had a little, we had had a really small staff, but we had staff and volunteers, I think your wife was one of the people that used to work with our children's ministry. Yes. And one of the things he said, he goes, I want my staff members to make at least one mistake a week, Uh, and if they aren't making mistakes, then that means you're not trying. And the next week, I made a $4,000 mistake in the budget. So I brought that up. I said, by the way, uh, you said you wanted one mistake a week. So I just made a $4,000 mistake on our budget. Sorry about that. <laughs> and <laughs> you were rewarded, right? I was Yeah, I was rewarded. I got, I got fired, I think. No, I didn't get fired. But seriously, I, I think it's a good point. Well, you, you want know? to make mistakes trying something new. Exactly. Yeah, yes, exactly. If you're- you, you want to... You step out on a limb and, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be, so you got to have the freedom. All right. So that's, that's a point a lot of people have heard, but I think you make a good statement where in churches we tend to not want to step out. No, for whatever we,
1: we, we play it safe yeah. all the time. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. there's very little innovation in yeah. the church. Yeah. So try
0: something different next week, or at least try something different in the next quarter, plan some things out and, and try it can something. Be,
1: yeah. You want a small fail, a bunch of, yeah. or, Fail small a bunch of times. You don't want to, you know, have one big failure, but yeah, you don't want to have that way you're going to learn, right? Okay,
0: so as we move on here about ways to create a culture of innovation so, in your
1: church, number five, you need to think big,
0: need to think big. And again, it's hard to do that sometimes when you're chasing your tail, when you're trying to get everything done every day, trying to get a message ready, or you're trying to take care of volunteers, or whatever it is you do. But the point is, you've really got to take some time out to set some goals. Uh, And and that means putting aside some time, maybe once a month, where you just set aside a day or two where you're going to think big. I mean, maybe if you you can do it once a week, but, but at least I would say once a month where you look at some things and say, hey, how can we think bigger? How can we set some goals? What can we do? That you know is maybe beyond our own human capability, but maybe you know we feel like God's leading us to go a certain direction here. uh what can we do that can can add to that yeah, and there's
1: an interesting footnote in the uh in our notes here about uh Rick warren's church uh, they felt compelled to create three hundred small groups back right. when yeah. Uh, 2002. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they felt God leading them to say, no, let's add a zero to that. You need to start 3000 small groups. <laughs> and they're thinking, Oh my gosh, how do we, you know, it's going to be right. really tough to create 300. How are we going to do 3000? And he said, right. it completely changed their thinking right. about how to do that. And the, um, um, purpose driven life, uh, material came out of that. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you may not agree with everything Rick Warren does
0: from Saddleback, but uh, I, I like his 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 uh, methodology. I, I like how he's trying to reach people, how he's trying to connect people, and of course they've got a big church. But uh, you know he's he's not satisfied. He, he wants to keep moving forward, and uh, it, that's an interesting example there. How they yeah. well, it was a
1: it was when they started to think big. It kind of shifts the focus to how do I solve this bigger problem it kind of ties into the wild, wilder, wildest, right. I guess. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. Yeah. So think big, think big. And, uh, if you're not thinking big, take some time out and get with some people and come up with some crazy ideas and begin to, to work on that a little bit. And, and you'll come up with something.
1: All right. So as we move on, so our last point, uh, you must do something that matters. Number six.
0: So, uh, there's a guy by the name of Irwin, uh, McManus, he's uh, actually, the I think, the founding pastor of a church called uh, Mosaic Church. I think he's over there. If I remember right, he's in the Los Angeles area. And he's done a lot of things besides pastor a church. He's actually gotten into some filmmaking and some other things. But he said, the reality is that if you're not trying to accomplish something meaningful, you're not really being pressed into the creative process. Uh, and And so, the idea with innovation here is it 's not you 're not trying to innovate just so we can be cool we 're the cool church mm. you know we 're the cool guys here it 's not that that 's not the goal. The goal is you want to innovate because you want to reach people and you want to reach people with the love of God and the good news about jesus and so uh, innovation uh, leads into that you, you want to try to do something that really matters right so it could be something as simple as You know, we've got homeless people on the corners of streets, you know, panhandling. What can we do to help these people? You know, it doesn't have to be this huge, gigantic, gigantic thing. I mean, we're talking about thinking big, but still you can use innovation to connect people, to reach people, to to do things to help people. It can be uh, be small. It can be big. But whatever it is, it's got to be something that matters, not just hey, we, we want to do this because it will make us look yeah, like we're right. really
1: cool. And, yeah, that's a key to pretty much the driver behind everyone that's on staff. Should you be. want to do something that matters. Should be. Yes. Yeah, absolutely
0: should be. So uh, so th- my takeaway from this here as we wrap up is uh, it, it's it's all about helping your church reach people. It's all about connecting with people. And innovation can do that. Uh, And the the only problem you have with some of that is sometimes you have some people in the background that don't want to change. (laughs) They don't want to get creative because they're content with the way they are. But the world is changing. Young people are coming on. And innovation is something that is a part of their lifestyle outside of the church. I think it needs to be a part of of what's inside the church. So it could be uh, something simple. It could be something more elaborate like some of the things we've talked about here. But it's all about Creating a culture and uh, making it so that we can do some things to connect with people. That's my take on it, anyhow. All right, makes sense. And that's kind of what we try to do. We we try to do this with JSL Solutions. We're constantly trying to innovate what we do, improve things, make things better. Uh, we're trying to help churches and ministries use technology, and that's why we do what we do with streaming video. We have a uh, uh, a product called Streaming Church TV. Uh, we have another product, which is called ChurchAppLive.com, dot com, which is a mobile app to help connect people, mm-hmm. your members to your church. It's got some yes. innovative tools in it. Yes, we've got some myflock.com. out of the box things. Yes,
1: what was that? I'm sorry, some out of the box uh, thinking. Yes, some things yes. that we try some to do. That you will find.
0: Only in that app. Yeah. I mean, it's just something to think about. Uh, and then myflock.com, which is kind of the flagship, right, of our little deal. And we're always doing things with that, creating new designs and improving uh, the website templates and doing some stuff there. So, And then we even have greeter.church, which is very innovative. Yes.
1: Tell people about greeter.church while so we greeter.church have it. Greeter.church is uh, an online web host for your church. So as we're more and more of your uh, interactions with, People coming to your church for the first time, they're going to come through your church. And this is just moving that greeter yeah. from the lobby or foyer of your church all the way out to the website.
0: So when so, people look at that, you know, on your website, if they want to chat with somebody. Yes. They can chat with a live person, and, and they can we, get information about your church.
1: Yes, and we provide the, the greeter for you. We do it.
0: Yes. So if you're interested in that, that's our newest product. Just go to greeter.church. That's all you have to type in your browser, greeter.church. And that's the website. And uh, you can see that there. So anyhow, we'd love to hear from you on this. If you have some ideas on this, some thoughts, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, let us hear from you. There's lots of ways you can contact us. You can just go to one of our websites and chat with us, streamingchurch.tv is the main deal there. Or you can email us support at streamingchurch.tv. And you can listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Did I get yes. that right? Yes. So we're on iTunes, iTunes. Stitcher. On Stitcher. Yeah, we're on Stitcher, iTunes. We're uh, just, just, just and, look for Church Solutions Podcast, mm-hmm. even on YouTube. But I think you have to look for streamingchurch.tv if you want to hear the audio on YouTube. Yes. Or newmediumministries.tv. There's lots of places you can find us. We're out there, we're everywhere. All right, we're done. Folks, we appreciate your time today. If we can help you in any way, please get a hold of us. His name is Steve Lacey. My name is Phil Thompson. We will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.